everybody. Welcome to this edition of the GME Show. Today's show, we have Steve Camp. Actually, one of my good friends from a couple years ago. We've known each other for quite a while now. It's a little bit about Stevie. He's the founder of NerdFitness.com. It's a worldwide fitness community dedicated to helping nerds, desk jockeys, and self-aware robots level up their lives. He's also an author of an upcoming book, Level Up Your Life. Uh, that gives people a blueprint for prioritizing adventure, growth, and happiness by turning life into a giant video game. This is kind of going to be the topic of today's chat. We're going to talk about how to level up your life. Before that, Steve, how you doing, man? I'm great. Ryan, dude, we, we were just talking about this before the show, but we met virtually. Yes. Uh, Many years ago through a mutual friend, Adam Baker, mm-hmm. I think you guys were getting ready to do something. And yeah. he's like, you guys, he's like, you need to talk to these guys over at uh, Gold Medal Bodies. And I was like, oh, that sounds, that sounds interesting. And I think like just immediately, like it just, it clicked. It like I saw what you yeah. were doing and how you yeah. were doing it. I was like, this is a guy that is awesome and I need to talk to you. And I got a chance to hang out with Andy in Hawaii and unfortunately haven't made it over to um, Japan yet, but, uh, but I'll have to week, add though, that right? to my... Next week, yeah, New Year's, right? <laughs> right. I'm actually I have a flight tomorrow. I didn't. Yes. I didn't tell you. I'm bringing oh. all of my stuff and moving in. So nice. I'll see you soon. <laughs> so, anyways, man, it's it's good to see you. It's it's good to be able to to talk about this stuff. There's just there's so many overlapping aspects of of uh, my philosophy and your philosophy. There's like a I don't know if there's an equivalent of like a bromance between websites, but if it existed, I think one would exist between GMB I and so Nerd too. Fitness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God. Yeah. And everybody, you know, this is, you got to say, it is funny how you can meet somebody online and you guys just click and, you know, we never have met in person, which is just hilarious. So we do need to make that happen one of these days. Well, we've so. talked enough. And I, I was saying earlier that like, I feel like I know you 15 seconds at a time every day because I watch all your videos on Instagram as I'm trying to do less difficult things and failing miserably at them in the gym myself. So it's always fun to watch. (laughs) Well, hey, listen, go a little bit into your background and depth for us. Let us know and, uh, you know, maybe talk a little bit about all the places you've been uh, around the world. Yeah, absolutely. So seven years ago, or I guess eight years ago, uh, as somebody that had struggled previously with getting fit and getting healthy, even though I had been working out, uh, relatively consistently it wasn't until i fixed my diet and simplified my workout strategy and really focused on like functional type movements uh body weight exercises and and uh, old school barbell training things like that that i finally started to see success mm-hmm. and i knew that if i struggled with it for many years before finding like that path there have to be other people out there like myself that also struggled but didn't know where to turn and and weren't sure how to get there and as a proud nerd, uh, I thought that there was an opportunity to kind of carve out my own little corner of the internet in which I could help other people not make the mistakes that I made with health and fitness and also do it in a way that was exciting to me. And that was writing about my favorite games and books and movies and things that, uh, things that I loved that, that made me who I was, but also, you know, uh, also, I also put up a focus on health and fitness. So I Googled nerd and fitness and nothing popped up and ended up purchasing the domain, got a basic personal trainer certification, learned as much as I could about health and fitness. And over over a course of about two years or so, uh, slowly built it up from a small individual blog into a 
you know, message board community. And then from there, it's, it's evolved even further into this now worldwide community of people helping each other. And uh, while once I turned nerd fitness into my full-time gig, you know, my, for, for a while there, like I was living this dual existence. Like by day I was a marketing assistant in a job and by night I was rebel leader of nerd fitness, writing articles and things. But then suddenly nerd fitness became the day job. I was like, Hmm, Nerd fitness is the day job. What's my alter ego? I was like, well, my alter ego should be doing all of the things I've always wanted to do. Now that I've built this life that has prioritized things that are important to me, like what does superhero version of Steve look like? And it was somebody that challenged himself physically, mentally, uh, liked, uh, traveled, learned new skills, both mental and physical, um, uh, volunteered his time helped other people, became financially independent, et cetera. So I started to put together this list of things that uh, were important to me in improving my life and improving the lives of others. But I didn't want to just build a bucket list. Personally, I think bucket lists kind of suck and everybody just throws a bunch of stuff on it but never makes any progress towards completing them. So instead, I thought back to all of my favorite games and books and movies and, and kind of like the game mechanics as to why I got so addicted to them. And instead of creating a bucket list, I instead decided to turn my life into a video game, which I called my Epic Quest of Awesome. I then turned the world into this video game world where each continent was a different zone, and I had missions based on difficulty and and, uh, different challenges and boss battles and uh, things like that. And then I kind of went all in on this idea and sold all of my stuff and proceeded to run Nerd Fitness from my laptop and spent all of 2011 and half of 2012 building the business while staying in cheap hostels and living on people's couches, jumping around the world. And I got a chance to do some pretty cool things. I flew a stunt plane in New Zealand, uh, skydived, bungee jumped, got scuba certified, and found Nemo on the Great Barrier Reef. Uh, went to Angkor Wat in Cambodia, uh, hiked up the Great Wall of China, and spent a weekend living like James Bond in Monaco, tracked animals through South Africa, uh, went to Oktoberfest in Germany and Carnival in Brazil. Um, In addition to that, uh, over the past year while writing this book, I actually learned to play the violin and um, volunteered each week at a a children's hospital where where I live. So I, I wanted to prove to people with my big trip that... If a risk-averse, shy nerd can do something as crazy as this, then there have to be adventures that you're probably putting off in your own life that if you put certain systems in place, you can you can do relatively cheaply and, and actually pull off and give yourself some great memories to live by. And then I, I think it was also important for me to show, like, you know, I, I, I learned to play an instrument while also writing a book and running a company. I was like... If somebody, there's everybody's like, oh man, I wish I could play the guitar. I wish I could play the piano. And oh, I wish I could learn how to speak a language. I wanted to write a book, blah, blah, blah. Everybody says these things every January 1st. They have these goals that are very nebulous and they never follow through on. And I was like, here's an exact example that I am going to consistently call back to as I'm writing this book about how I learned to play an instrument. And here are stories of other people that have learned to do these other things. So if you're somebody that, works a regular job, you have responsibilities, you have kids, whatever it is, but there are things you've always wanted to do, you need to start deliberately putting steps in place and applying 
these game mechanics, behavioral psychology type things that are, I pulled straight out of my favorite comic books and games and movies and apply those things to your life. And if you put like this system in place, you can, you can start relying on motivation and you can actually pull these things off and get it done. And that was the kind of genesis and ultimate creation of nerd fitness. And now uh, something that I'm so proud of and really happy with how it turned out. But this book, uh, Level Up Your Life, which I just, man, I had so much fun writing it. And I'm, I'm actually, this the, the microphone stand is currently, or the microphone is currently sitting on a stack of my books. Yes, I love it. <laughs> so it's, it serves a, a dual purpose. It not only is, a, is a, a great book to read, but buy a bunch of them and you can stack various things. It <laughs> has a microphone stand too. <laughs> I got to. I had the. I had the privilege of you know obviously being able to read your book before it's out, and uh, thank you so much for uh, for doing that. And and as I was talking about before the interview, I wanted to make sure that I had the time to sit down and read it, you know, from cover to cover in one sitting, and it was so easy to do. And the reason why is because I mean it was just it it was exciting, you know, listening to your stories about where you started. And how you got to where you are right now. But not only just doing that and being able to do that because you're single and because you're still young or things like that. But give examples of people who are, you know, just like me, you know, family, kids, run a business, whatever, who can also do this. And you lay it out for everybody, but you make it exciting. And I really like this concept of leveling up your life. For those of you who aren't into the gaming thing, I'm not into games, you know, but I was reading the book and I was like, holy crap, this is really fun. And I, and I get it, <laughs> you know, even though I'm not a gamer, it was like, sure. wow, you know, every single person who reads this would be like, that makes sense. It's a lot of fun. So if you could talk a little bit about like leveling up, leveling up your life, what sure. do you mean when you say this? Yeah. And, you know, the book is packed full of, of nerdy metaphors and analogies and, and things like that. But I, I think the, the leveling up aspect is, is quite universal. And it, what, what it really draws upon is this concept of the progress principle. And the progress principle was based in behavioral psychology, PubMed studies, etc. It's this idea that we as humans actually enjoy making progress more than we do the end goal. So it's... Um, it's why video games become so addicting and why it's such a challenge for many people to get themselves to stay the course when it comes to losing weight and getting stronger, getting more fit. Um, the progress principle as it applies to a video game is the idea that everybody starts at level one and then it's very simple. When you move from level one, you move on to level two. And then when you get to level two, you earn a new sword or a shield. And that sword allows you to kill a bigger bad guy. And that bad guy gets you to level four. And once you get to level four, they give you a key that lets you go explore this new place. So like in a game like World of Warcraft or really any game, there's every single thing that you do, they show you in some graphical way or audible way or something that your character is now better and stronger or closer to be getting better and stronger than you were prior to taking that action which is so freaking addicting if you are you know as as a nerd that has an addictive personality i mean i 
dumped hundreds of hours into role-playing games that allowed me to level up a very weak, scrawny character to become this epic badass. And I started to think like, well, if I can get addicted to that in a game, why don't I get addicted to that in real life? And then I found the, the studies on the progress principle and started to think like for anybody who's trying to get in shape, it's like, oh, I have to go run on a treadmill and eat broccoli and chicken and this sucks and they get you get through a week of it and you're like that was miserable and horrible and I hate it and I don't look any different and this is when you don't get to see that progress it's very difficult to stay motivated on making making improvements so I was like why don't we just implement this idea of progress principle and video game mechanics into real life so for example um I encourage people through nerd fitness it's like don't you're not just going to the gym to lose weight like you're going to the gym to improve upon something that you were not able to do last time and when you're picking up weights that's very simple it's like if you can put more weight on the bar than you did a week ago you have gained plus one strength and now you have completed your quest to slay the gym demon or the the deadlift you know challenge or whatever it may be but it's it's this idea of incorporating things like that um and the way i found that motivated me was actually leveling up my life by creating an avatar version creating myself as a character and then assigning experience points to my different quests and missions and as i crossed those things off i would gain experience and actually level up so i did that very like pen and paper type Mm -hmm. in a very pen and paper like old school D D type way where like i just wrote down points and 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 found some fun in that but thankfully through this book and and uh, with nerd fitness being able to grow the way that it has, we've actually been able to build an entire character creation system through nerd fitness that when this book is out, you'll be able to go to levelupyourlife.com or nerdfitness.com, create your own nerd fitness avatar, create your backstory, pick which like video game archetype you most resonate with, and then create your create your epic quest list of missions and quests categorized assign experience point values to them based on difficulty. And as you cross these things off, watch the experience bar fill up and watch yourself level up. Like it seems so arbitrary, but it is so satisfying to see a leveling and like it, it, I figured if it got me hooked to a game, why don't I get hooked on doing that in real life? And it's been awesome. Now I'm hooked on leveling myself up. Yeah. It's cool. It's so much. It's fun. Like what can I do in the gym? How much better am I going to get at this instrument? Where can I go visit? And what kind of crazy adventure can I get myself into? Or or how can I improve somebody else's life or become financially independent? Or, you know, like, like you said, I got a chance to share some uh, great stories throughout the book of men and women, young and old kids, no kids that have created alter ego versions of themselves as well and leveled up in very unique ways without having to be the 20 something that sold everything and traveled around the world. Like you can do that too, but here are some people that are construction workers and IT salesmen and teachers and retired firefighters that are single parents or happily married with three kids. Yeah. I love sharing those stories to show like you can make your game in whatever way that you want you just need to make something and then get started moving down that path. Going back to the, the idea of the quest, I like how you did this because it, it wasn't just, you know, simply a task that you have to do. You look at it as you're going somewhere. This is, this is your journey. But the important things are what do you do along the way? 
in order to make sure that you're leveling up to get there. And the way you broke it down that way, I love that. And it's so in that way, it's got that that fun involved. And this is something, of course, too, that you talk a lot about is you've got to enjoy the process. And sure. I think, you know, the way, um, you know, that we move towards happiness, because let's be honest, I mean, we don't want to move towards crappiness, you know, <laughs> and so, <laughs> nice. and so, um, going back here, looking a little bit about, uh, you know, the different kinds of quests and how to create happiness and something that you sure. wrote in your book that I, that I really liked is something that you, that you wrote time spent daily, hopefully in a job that challenges us, but also in our after our hobbies is what can help lead us towards happiness. And so something, you know, that alter ego that you talk about well you know during the day you could be working in this particular job and you know maybe it's not the ultimate job that you want but you know making sure that you are being challenged within that job and then in the evening then you can have your quest and you can focus on that similar to what you were doing well exactly what you were doing where you were working a different job and then the evening working towards nerd fitness so talk a little bit about you know, uh, looking at quests and some of the challenges that you faced and what you did to complete your quest. Because, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, a lot of people, they'll start off on this quest and they'll have that notion of, oh, yeah, I want to get here. And in the very beginning, you know, the honeymoon period, it's all nice and everything. But after a couple of weeks, it starts to get there. And this sure. is perfect timing because, you know, in January, everybody's like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to go back to the gym and blah. They don't get this where they the want to go. No. This is the year. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So what, yeah. what are some of the challenges you faced? challenges you faced and you know what did you do in order to help keep yourself on track you know and progressing throughout your journey oh man there's so many things i want to talk about right there <laughs> i'm going to talk about all of them simultaneously okay, so cool. blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um as you can tell i'm just very excited about pretty much pretty much everything um the hold on i have the 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 thing that i i think love the most about what you were just saying specifically when you're talking about the journey and 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 the 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 thing that people hopefully find find um satisfaction through their jobs um if they don't they need to find it in their after hours work until they can find it through their job uh, i think no better story exemplifies or personifies whichever word is more uh, grammatically correct there um that is the idea of or the 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 tv show ninja warrior oh yeah, yeah. so or, or as they call it in, you know in japan sasuke, yeah, sasuke I, i've yeah. been watching i've been watching sasuke once when it was on g4 as far back as like 2006 i think like watching the you know japanese version of it with with uh, uh american subtitles and the thing I love so much about this show, and anybody that's not familiar with it, although I'm guessing if they're watching, uh, or if they're listening to this, they probably are. Sure. It's this, it's this phenomenal uh, obstacle course that people have to have to move through. With it's got four different stages, aka four different levels that increase in difficulty, and you ha- you cannot make it to the next level until you c- complete the previous one. And through thousands of con- competitors, only a handful of people have ever completed the entire mission. Uh, completed all four levels and the thing i love the most about it is one it, there's a sense of camaraderie so it's like this team c- competitive although it's solo it's individual yeah it's individual, it's individual but, but everybody's yeah. cheering for everybody else yeah. my favorite guy makoto nagano is oh, a the fisherman. fisherman yeah the fisherman yeah. i love that he's a fisherman but he like trains on his boat and and then like the most recent guy that won um what was his name it's like Boonpei uh sugar tour or something i can't i can't remember his name specifically he was a shoe salesman oh. he <laughs> won the japanese version of of 
uh, Ninja Warrior, and he was a shoe salesman. And but then he also did this thing on the side. Just recently, they had uh, they've now done American Ninja Warrior, and they finally had their they finally crowned their first American Ninja Warrior champion. The guy that won, he's a busboy. Like how freaking cool is that? Like I don't care what you do or how you spend your time. We all got to pay the bills. We all yeah. have responsibilities. Yeah. But how you spend your time. If you attack that time with the right, I hate to use the word passion because passion is like people are just like, oh, just follow your passion and build a business around that. It's like, well, not really. Like get good at something. I love Cal Newport's philosophy on this uh, author who talks about like so good they can't ignore you. We were just, I was just talking with Andy the other day about that. Yeah. Keep oh, so good. Yeah. Yeah. But what I've found in when anybody makes quests and missions and it's really fun to dream big and come up with these great ideas, and I have no problem with that. I think, like, naive optimism oftentimes is really helpful. Like, mm-hmm. naive optimism got me to start a fitness blog in the middle of an industry that was so saturated with fitness. I didn't know any better. I was like, yeah, I'll just start a blog and figure out a way to be different and make it work. So anyways... So I think naive optimism needs to be combined with like just killer focus. And that focus does not come from being motivated to be focused. It doesn't come from being inspired to be focused. It comes from being freaking disciplined and building your environment around you, surrounding yourself with the right kind of people where the default activity is progress. So everybody, you know, the the saying that I continue to go back to is like I only write when I'm motivated to write fortunately I'm motivated to write every morning at 9am if you only did things when you were motivated to do it if I only went to the gym when I when I was like I'm excited to go to the gym I would it, it wouldn't happen now I'm at the point where I'm excited about these things but for those first 6-12 months of you doing something that is a new habit a new challenging activity you need to build systems around you so that those things become the default activity. You need to introduce some sort of accountability yeah. so that if you don't do it, there's a negative consequence. You need to introduce some sort of positive reward. And I don't mean like you get a whole chocolate cake when you run two <laughs> miles. But I mean, if you could complete a new habit for a total of 28 days, maybe you buy a new set of running shoes. Or if you work on your handstand um, following a GMB program for a certain amount of time, then you can go out and purchase uh, a set of rings and, you know, rings one through you guys. So it's rewarding yourself with things that reward you back, which is a concept I learned very much from a video game. And what I also love, I mean, just what you're saying too, like going to nerd fitness uh, on the forums. I mean, you've got it set up exactly like that. So, you know, you <laughs> find your group and, you know, accountability where you've got people on nerd fitness in the forums who are helping one another. And, and, you know, let's be honest, when you have those shitty days where you really don't want to do it, at least you step up. And like, you know, my judo coach a way back when, and I still use this for, you know, all of my trainers and everybody, I'm just like, just show up and step on the mat, but you got to have that discipline to actually do that. And so, yep. you know, like what you said, it's accountability. And so if you're telling somebody you're going to do it and you don't do it, yeah, you know, uh, something I know that, mm-hmm. that you did was um what was it if you didn't write an article or you gave your assistant <laughs> what 500 bucks right yep. and said uh-huh. for every time that your that your blo- is a blood post article was late they would have to donate 50 bucks to uh what is that church that horrible the uh, westboro baptist church yes yes sir. and i was like this is 
I can either just write the freaking article that will in turn make my business better and my life better or my hard-earned money is going to be donated to a cause that I am staunchly opposed to. Yeah. I should probably just write the freaking article. <laughs> yeah, and, and you do it, right? And so it's yeah. that discipline. And so, I mean, yeah, in the beginning, there are some things where you're going to have to kind of trick yourself in order to do it. But, you know, like you say, you know, it's like once you get to that point where you realize, oh, man, I love doing this. And, and this is it's, – it's that passion. Yeah, I get that, you know. But thing is, is like I said before, you know, with GMP, I started with, with passion and I still have that passion. But there's some days where it's really cold, like right now. I don't want to go <laughs> – I don't want to work out. But you understand too that it's bigger than just us, right? So, you know, yep. it's for other people, for the people you love. And, you know, just like the hero's journey, you know, it's it's – it's it's beyond just us. It's bigger than you, yeah. It is. It's cool. It is I love thinking cool. of life that way. And you're right, well, how, man. I think you know, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say you're you're so right, and I found it very much and I know you have as well, but I think those negative negative account or like some sort of accountability and reward systems uh, are really helpful to start. But the quote that I heard was just like, screw motivation, cultivate discipline. And I found, I heard that, read that on, on the internet somewhere and uh, just fell in love with it. And I learned, it took me a few months to build the habit to do certain things. I had to get myself to build a habit to write every morning 500 words to write this book. Uh, I have to train four days a week, even I wasn't interested in it. But after I got beyond that, the, that it kicks in the feeling of chalk in my hands before I do a muscle up or that fraction of a second when I'm balancing upside down on a handstand and and the 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 way my body shakes after setting a new PR and a deadlift like never would I have thought that those are th- and I, I find it time and time again through nerd fitness people telling me like when did this happen but I actually look forward to exercising now. And these are people that would never, ever, ever have said that until they built systems and put their life yes. game put put these game mechanics into their into their lives to get them to cultivate that discipline and not rely on willpower to get them to finally start making making this progress. So I'd love to be able to share stuff like that because if it can work for these people that were four hundred pounds chain smoking oh. and miserable if they can now somebody that wants to run a marathon and sew their own costumes and travel and stuff it's like anybody can do this stuff you just have to put a plan in place that doesn't make you rely on motivation because motivation is fleeting yes well let's go let's go a little bit deeper okay so yeah i'm doing i'm in right so we're talking about the journey but that doesn't really mean that you know we play the the journey is ours, but sure. we don't play this game alone, right? Okay, we've, we we need to create a group that can support us, and we have people that can help us. And so, you know, in nerd fitness, and also you talk about this in your book, you've got basically there's four groups. I'm just going to list them up here. You got the Jedi Master, you got the fellow Jedi, you've got the Padawan, and you've got the Wild Card. Can you talk a little bit about those four? And I love this because I'm kind of like yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> so. I firmly believe that we are the we are influenced more by the people around us than we probably realize. Very much like we're influenced by the environment around us. We're influenced by the people that are around us. And in any video game, it's so simple. You're like, okay, you have two options. Group A is a group of people that are a higher level than you, mm. that are badasses at this game. And you get to group up with them and you get to go explore way cooler places and kill way bigger bad guys and advance way further, way faster. Or you can be the best person in this other group who kind of suck, 
They're kind of disappointing. You're not going to be able to explore much. One of them's going to flake out on you and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, I'm playing a game. That's an obvious answer. I want to be with the group that makes me better and right. blah, blah. We don't, nobody does that in life. Excuse me. Very few people very do few that. Very few people, yeah. They, we, we surround ourselves with people that question our every move that when you tell them you're focused on something, they're like, why did you – that's stupid or like why would you do that or oh, must be nice to be you but I'm too busy doing this other thing or you know, people that, that don't ma- – and it's, it's very frustrating I think. So I like, like any, any rational, responsible nerd – took the same reasons why I loved grouping up with certain people in games and like, well, what kind, how can I look forward to that in, in real life? And being a huge Star Wars fan, uh, I, I kind of thought of like what that group looks like. And to me, like you said, it was the, you know, the Jedi Master. It is somebody that is further ahead of you on the path that you are trying to go. So uh, I think a mistake many people make is they're trying to get in shape and they read muscle and fitness magazine it's like the way that chris evans or jay you know hugh jackman got in shape for wolverine and they try to follow wolverine's workout plan and they realize you know two months later they're like why don't i look like wolverine it's like well you don't have millions of dollars and amazing genetics and two nutritionists and and trainer and a masseuse and your life is not dependent on you looking like wolverine so However, if you were to learn from somebody that is also a single parent or also a 55-year-old retired person that has had success in the way that you want to, you can learn from that person. They are a little bit further ahead. You can follow their path and they can help you get from level one to two to three to four because they are two steps ahead of you. In addition to that, you need to have your fellow Jedi, the people that are in your kind of Jedi council, people that are going through the same crap you're going through. If you're building a business, if you're writing a book, if you are training handstands, it's other people that are struggling with life in the same way that you are, and they kind of help keep you accountable. There are other people that are at that same place, and you guys, you guys lean on each other. You're both, you're both in the trenches fighting together uh, against a common goal, and you're working and helping and improving and supporting each other. Then we have the uh, your Padawan. That's the the person that you're training, and this was very important for me when I started Nerd Fitness. If you go to Nerd Fitness's about page, even today, it still says, I am not a fitness expert. I've dedicated my life to this and I read health and fitness and PubMed studies and and have gone to seminars and training for seven years, have been into fitness for far longer than that, but I still don't consider myself an expert. However, when I started, if I was on a scale of one to 10, let's say I was a three as far as knowledge goes, I could still help the ones and twos. And by helping the people that were behind me, it caused me to think about how I was teaching, caused me to want to research and learn more. And it then moved me from a three to a four, to a five, to a six. Now I'd probably put myself in an eight or a nine, I guess, maybe as far as health and fitness stuff goes. But I still don't consider myself an expert. I'm a student first and foremost. Uh, But I am training and helping other people that are further, you know, kind of behind me. So I guess this book if I'm the Jedi Master, this book is for the my Padawan, the people that I'm training. And then last but not least, you have the the wild card. And this one might be my favorite. Um, wild card, I guess the the scoundrel, you know, the rogue. It's the, uh, it's the, the Han Solo of the group, I guess. And it's the guy who puts you in or gets you out of situations that you never would have got yourself into or out of uh, to begin with. Um as a risk-averse, shy nerd that felt more comfortable in my hobbit hole, 
you kind of need that friend to give you the nudge out yeah, the door. Yeah. You need that friend that gets you to do the things that maybe make you slightly uncomfortable but are good for you. It might be traveling to a new place, approaching somebody you're not you're afraid to talk to, uh, signing you up for a, a competition or or a, <laughs> a a fight or something that you know uh-huh. you're ready for but you're too afraid to do it. You need that wild card who who kind of jumps in there and says like, "All right, let's go," and you kind of have to close your eyes and say, "Okay, let's do it." My friend Cash is my uh, wild card. I've known Cash since first grade, and he and I were sitting around uh, a few months after I quit my day job, and he was like, "Man, we should go to Peru." And I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." You know, like he had been, he would come to visit um, in when I was living in Atlanta, and, and then he was like, "Are you serious?" I was like, "Wait, are you serious?" <laughs> oh, I think we both said, "Yeah, let's look into it." And sure enough, they had was like super cheap flights to Peru two weeks later, and that was my first time ever traveling outside of North America. Uh, it was terrifying to me. You know, all you read about on the internet is like, oh, how ter- you know, how dangerous it is to travel and everything is a terror alert red and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And what I found, thanks to me traveling with my wild card buddy, was everybody was so nice. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't have had more fun. And it's what gave me the confidence to then book my crazy around the world trip uh, on which Cash came and visited and hung out with me in a cool. few different – we met up in Thailand, Germany, Brazil, and wow. and South Africa. Um, he's a pilot, so he can hop oh, on okay, any. Cool. So like, yeah, yeah so we kind of hop on. So I, I got a chance to be the best man at his wedding um, about a year ago, and it was fun to share some of, not all of the stories we had traveling, <laughs> uh, just some of the stories in my in my speech. But I think everybody needs that person in their life that mm-hmm. push. You know, uh, what I found, and I think I talk about this in the book, but. If you're truly aiming to grow as a person or learn or whatever, you have to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yes. And growth happens outside of that comfort zone. If Bilbo never left the Hobbit, I'm sorry, never left the the Shire, Uh then the, the Hobbit would have been a very boring book. If Frodo never took the ring, he never, you know, who knows what would have happened. It would have been a very, geez, who knows? So in all these instances, like they these people all have somebody else that kind of gives them that nudge out the door, that mini call to action and ends up putting them in certain situations where they're like, okay, I'm going to do it anyway. And sure enough, every time you're like, I'm so glad I did that. And I'm thankful that somebody was nice enough to be a jerk and push me down the path that I knew I needed to go down, but couldn't get myself to do it. You know, speaking of call to action, um, you know, stepping outside of your comfort zone, becoming better at what you're doing. Uh, something in your book you also talk about is how we can become more anti-fragile with things. And uh, in it, you reference Jason Bourne, which I think is awesome. Cause I Jason <laughs> so sure. uh, just kind of shift the chat just a little bit and tell me a little bit about, you know, becoming anti-fragile and how we can become more like Jason Bourne. Absolutely. So I discovered anti-fragile through a mutual friend of ours, Anthony Michael. Anthony, yeah. Um, and it's a concept coined by the author Nassim Taleb, and he wrote a phenomenal book about it that yeah, was just, you know, it's, it's like this great mental model that I, I, as soon as I read it, I was like, this makes so much freaking sense to me. But it's the idea that in, in life there are three things exist in three types of states. You have things that are fragile. And fragile, you hold something up from a certain height and you drop it and it breaks. Everybody assumes the opposite of fragile is robust or sturdy strong whatever you drop something from the same height and it doesn't break it just 
stays stays where it is. That is not anti-fragile. Yeah. I'm sorry, that is not that is not the opposite of, of fragile. The fragile. opposite of fragile is anti-fragile. You drop something from a certain height and it gets stronger. stronger it yeah. actually thrives on chaos. It thrives on disruption. Um, and for the longest time, I thought we humans were, were fragile. Uh, actually, I found out a few years ago that two of my vertebrae don't line up. My L4 and L5 are pretty mismatched. I have a, a genetic condition. And I just walked through life. This is many years after starting Nerd Fitness. I stopped deadlifting. I stopped squatting. I stopped doing a lot of things because I just felt like I needed, I needed to like wrap myself in like a handle with care stuff. <laughs> I felt truly fragile, and it wasn't until I discovered this concept that I learned that we humans are anti-fragile. And not only when you introduce chaos do we get stronger, but if you don't introduce chaos, we get weaker. It's uh, the use it or lose it. Um, use it or lose yeah. it is, is yeah. truly uh, – I, I don't think anybody portrayed that any better than the Pixar movie um, Wally. 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 In Wally, it takes place in the future, and humans have become so pampered that they can't, they're just gelatinous shapes that sit in a chair, and like the, the zero chaos has been introduced to their environment. And as a result, they become soft and weak, and, and they can't take care of themselves. And the second any sort of chaos is introduced, they're screwed. Like their chair falls over, and they're like, well, uh, that's, that's pretty much it. I'm, I'm no longer able to do anything so instead we need to introduce this concept of chaos and uh introducing the right amount of chaos is 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 beneficial so it's the idea of every time you pick up a weight your body your muscles break down but then they rebuild themselves stronger it's the idea behind um introducing uh portions of a virus into your system so that your body learns how to fight against the virus and and builds up a res- uh, resistance to it, aka, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, uh, inoculation. Or... Inoculation, sure. Okay. Vaccinations, etc. Vaccinations, yeah. Um, or in the movie The Princess Bride, you know, and like they're swatching the cups around, and he's like, "Ah, you just drank the poison," and then the guy falls over. And he's like, "The poison was." And he's like, "No, I put poison in both cups. I've just been slowly building up a tolerance to it over many, many years." So it's it's it's. It's, There's a uh, lot of people over here in Japan who are like that when they go drinking. <laughs> they just built up to it, and you're just like, "Wow." Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Right. So, so yeah. So this this idea of being anti fragile, I immediately resonated with it when it came to building muscle and and structuring my environment in a way so that the like, creature comforts like you have to introduce some chaos yeah. here and there. But I loved applying it to also how I trained and how I ate. Because when I spent a year living out of my backpack and traveling, I didn't have access to a gym. I wasn't eating six square meals a day out of, you know, perfectly proportioned Tupperware, you know, containers. And, and that's how and, I eat all the time. That's right. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's this idea that we humans are anti-fragile and you need to build systems around you that are anti-fragile, that are prepared for chaos. And for me, when it came to training, that was like, okay, if I'm now Jason Bourne, like, how would he – interact with the environment like well he doesn't go to the gym he doesn't go to planet fitness four days a week and do you know bicep curls and and then left glute you know squeezes and then you know a right right calf raises and whatever like 
every every part of his body works together building him up to become more anti-fragile which means he needs to put himself in real world chaotic situations aka doing what a lot of you do uh, a lot of what you guys do at gmb you know functional functional movement um mobility stuff body weight training um all of these things that can be done anywhere anytime without the use without the necessarily the need of a, of a gym membership sure because you're preparing your body to run away from the next assassin, the next government agency that's trying to take you down, whatever, you need to build a workout plan that can withstand chaos and can be completed Mm. anywhere throughout the world. Uh, And you need to build uh, a routine that that can be complete. So like all of these things tie into you looking at life as introducing more chaos. And then the same thing applies to diet. You're not eating six square meals a day. It's applying maybe some intermittent fasting Mm -hmm. and eating mostly foods that have survived the test of time, AKA foods that have become anti-fragile like meat and mostly vegetables and like fruits and nuts, like things that have existed for a long time. They have survived many, many years of chaos and challenges and struggles and have grown and thrived and survived through that. Eat those foods and not the super fragile things, AKA foods that are in bags and, bags and boxes and uh, whatever you're going to be much more set up to build a body that is prepared for anything that allows you to do everything yeah Yeah. no and yeah and i and i think i like it because it's i mean pretty much i mean you and i it's pretty much the same right exactly so it's like oh i don't think i'm going to be able to do this particular workout today well you know what that's perfectly fine because there's other options and we have you know the ability to do whatever oh i'm not going to be able to eat today oh it's going to be fine no problem actually probably better for you hey grab an apple whatever it's going, it's going to, to be, be okay okay <laughs> so, yeah, like, people are like so, oh the, you get to stoke the metabolic fires and if oh if i miss breakfast then i'm but it's like no, no, no like you're imagine if cavemen 50,000 years ago we're like oh my god I didn't get my Captain Crunch this morning how am I ever going to go track down uh, saber tooth tiger to bring exactly. food you're screwed. Like- you're screwed you're screwed <laughs> you're screwed you're done I've been screwed for the past two years you know um, shit I better go eat breakfast right now right no, yeah, I it's, it's so true and that's what I love and, and, and I think um, also just reframing the way you look at things and, and the way that you explained I like it because I mean who doesn't want to be like Jason Bourne, you know? And I think little things like that and the way you shape things and show people that, okay, you know, it's not about necessarily a certain diet. It's not a certain workout. It's it's looking at you and basically uh, what quest are you on? What, what do you want to become? And I'm not saying that we want to be, actually become Jason Bourne, but, you know, uh, we love, you know, we love movies, you know, games and, and, and books and, and getting into the character of this particular, you know, story or whatnot. But the story should be about us. And we're the ones who really should be creating the story of our life. And yeah. that's what I really like about this. Thanks, um, man. I could talk about this forever, but uh, we need <laughs> to kind of wrap it up a little bit. What is you some final it. advice that you could give to uh, to my listeners out there? Hmm. The most important, I think three things come to mind the most, and it's that we're creatures of habit, we are products of our environment, Mm -hmm. and we become the average of the people we spend most of our time with. So if you can start cultivating discipline to build the right habits and not rely on willpower and not rely on um, motivation, if you rely on those two things, you're dead in the water. 
That's why everybody gives up on their New Year's resolutions three weeks in. They don't put a system in place. They don't structure their environments to do these things right. Uh, just for, you know, um, my violin is within arm's reach of my, uh, w- within arm's reach of my desk because when it was nice and neatly put away in the corner where it looked nice, blah, 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 I never touched it. Yeah. I had to buy a $10 stand and put it next to my desk. And now that I look at it every freaking 15 seconds, I'm thinking I need to play more violin. If you are somebody that's like, oh, I wish I could write a book or blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Cancel your cable. Get rid of your television. Yeah. <laughs> and Or unplug your TV and give or do something. Like you might need to get drastic with cancel Netflix. It's going to be okay. Those shows, you can go back and watch them after you do the things you needed to do. I wanted to start nerd fitness for so long, but I was so hooked on a video game that I couldn't get myself to do it until my computer exploded and I couldn't afford to fix it. So then all of my time went into building nerd fitness. Like you have to introduce these limitations because if you only rely on yourself to say, I'm not going to eat the cookie in the cabinet up there and I'm not going to watch the TV over there and I'm not going to do the, and I'm going to do the things that are good for me. You're, you're effed. So, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. not a good, you're, you're screwed. It, you're, yeah. you're, it's terrible. So cultivate discipline, mm. build habits and structure your environment to make those things a win. And then surround yourself with people that are your allies, surround yourself with people, your fellowship, your, your Jedi council, your a team, your justice league, whatever you want to call it, your group of people, but people that are actively also interested in helping you succeed and are interested in leveling themselves up. You guys can go on quests and missions together and make each other better instead of enabling each other to skip workouts, to watch more things and, and eat more terrible foods and do whatever. Like if this is important to you and it is for me, like we have one life, we have one body, might as well take care of it and do all the cool shit that we've ever wanted to do now. Like there's tomorrow is no guarantee. So you might as well find a way to be happy now and uh, do something that makes you feel alive and helps you grow as a person and maybe helps other people too. So uh, creatures of habit. Yeah. Yeah. Cultivate discipline. We're creatures of habit. Surround yourself with good people and we're products of our environment. So rearrange your environment until it sets you up to win and not fail. Love it. Love it. Hey, listen, everybody, you can find more info about Steve and his amazing book, levelupyourlife.com. That's one, no hyphen or anything in in there, level up your life. Also, check out nerdfitness.com. You're going to love it. Guarantee ya. Guarantee ya. Steve, thanks so much, brother. Uh, It's always such a pleasure to talk to you, and we need to catch up, man. I'm looking forward to seeing you next week in Japan. (laughs) You got it. I'm bringing all of my things, so uh, I hope like hope you like off key violin because I I am pretty good at that. Yeah, I'll I'll bring my I'll get out my violin too, so uh, we can do a little bit of uh, love it. Thanks again, man. Thanks for the opportunity. All right, man. Thank you so much. Until next time, level up, laters. For more great info, join us over at gmb.io and be sure to check us out on iTunes and YouTube.